Back to the Haircuts and Uppercuts podcast and me and Robbie Rob. How you doing, Rob? Yeah, all good, you? Yeah, man, all good. There are loads and loads of boxing on on the weekend. Obviously, we'd love to be able to watch three fight cards at once, but it's it's impossible. And uh, it really, really annoys me when it happens, when they all clash. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, I, I, I knew the card I wanted to watch. That was on the zone. Um, I even resubscribed to it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, no, it was an okay card. It was an okay card. Yeah, it, uh, the Sky card was good as well. I was watching bits of it. Like, you know, I've got Sky Go on my phone, DAZN on my TV, and, you know, trying to back and forth, back and forth. But, yeah, it's just annoying when the broadcasters clash. Like that. And I don't what they're playing at, man. Like, it's annoying. No one wins today. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I mean, you know, maybe work at different weekends. But there's so much boxing on the moment, isn't there? Yeah, so um, they, they are trying to cram it all in, which means you have to you're gonna have to miss a couple, miss certain parts, aren't you? Yeah, and ch- you know, Channel Five uh, now signed up a deal with Wasserman, which uh, Wasserman was originally in the Sky, put like one or two fight cards on, and decided to go with Channel Five, which I think is brilliant. Yeah, we covered that last week, didn't we? Yeah, uh, yeah, it's uh, brilliant for brilliant for the um, br- brilliant for. I don't want to say casual, but for you know, people who don't have access, you know, I'm seeing these hard economic times for everyone. Yeah, free bit of boxing. Kind oh, of, it's, it's a bit of exposure, great. isn't it? Yeah. So it's really good. And for and people it, who may want to watch it and don't want to pay their subscription, which I completely understand, this would be great. So, yeah, let's uh, let's crack on about uh, the zone card then. So yeah. Australia's got its first female world champion. Yeah, I mean, I thought she performed well. Um, I thought she looked but, brilliant. Yeah, she did. Yeah, she did. The way she, because in the middle of the fight, I thought she punched herself out. And, um, I did. And, as she well. co- and she coped with that really well. Um, that's probably kudos to um, Mark Tibbs, Mark isn't Tibbs. it? You know, she's got a quality trainer behind her now. Um, but yeah, um, you know, let's not forget when she was fighting, was quite old. But, um, you know, nothing to take away from her. Um, I still, I, I, you know, my view on the women's boxing, I still want to see, I'm not really going to take it serious until Rachel Bull has a world title fight, but saying that, she needs to get back in the ring at some point as well. Yeah, so I agree with you, and Rachel Bull does need to get a world title fight, and I think she is one of the slept-on fighters, you know, she's had COVID, suffered from long COVID, had injuries, you know, she's had a bit of a crap run of events, really, but Fingers uh, with Ebony Bridges. Uh, you say that the um, you know the woman she was fighting was a bit old. She is thirty five herself, Ebony Bridges. Yeah, and true. She went in there against the longest running uh, world champion in any weight category in the female divisions. So yeah, she went up against a, a very seasoned campaigner. Yeah, and I I thought that let's face it, the first time we saw Ebony Bridges on our screen. She was just a bit of a big boob brawler. It was... Yeah, yeah she, I mean... She yeah, had I've, I've only really watched a fight of Shannon Courtney in that last fight. I've not watched a lot else um, because she didn't have a lot of fights before that, really, did she? No, um, she was nothing on our TV. I think she had been professional for about... Take out the pandemic, she probably had been professional for about three years, right? Yeah, and... I, you know, I could see massive improvements in the Mark Tibbs and I think, you know... Fair play to her. She looked like she could box, she could brawl, she could fight. And that, that was only one training camp with Mark Tibbs. So fair play to her. Yeah, Mark Tibbs and is Tibbs. Pro- Yeah, I mean, Mark Tibbs is pro- proven, isn't he? At that level with um, with fighters. As in Billy Joe's, Billy Joe's still in the stable for a very long time. But, um, Mark Tibbs, great trainer, though, fantastic trainer. Yeah. Um, and yeah, kind of, you look, after, you look at the, the changes and the improvement and you really turn around and go, well done, Mark Tibbs, didn't you? Because it, um, it taught her how to jab. Taught her how yeah, to jab. definitely. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, it was, it, I, I thought it was quite a convincing win by the end of it, but it was just the middle rounds. So for me, that really showed where she's matured as a fighter because in the Courtney fight, that's where she got cut and that's where she kind of was losing rounds and yeah, she changed that. She changed her game. Fair play to her. And she's got a world title. The second Australian champion now, right? Current champion, yeah. Obviously, um, 
Cambosis. There's Cambosis, but she is the first um, female world champion in boxing. Yeah. Which, that's mad. She'll go down in the history books. Yeah, you would have thought so. Um, but it's weird, though. I mean, because I think she'll end up fighting out of the UK and out of Leeds. Oh, yeah. She's basically... You know, I mean... Her, the, basically a Leeds girl now, isn't she? If she's going to make... No offence for Shady, but she's going to make her money here. Um, oh, of course and she I think she And I think she's got a bigger fellow in her. And I just think that in general, because boxing's got a bigger fellow in the UK and it has in Australia in general. But, um, you know, if she's going to do... Well, she's doing a smart thing by grabbing that opportunity with both hands. Oh, of course she's, she's come over here. She's She knows how to work the camera, doesn't she? She knows how to sell herself. And Yeah. It, it was quite funny in a way, wasn't it, when she brought out a pair of sunglasses for Eddie Hearn? Oh, that was I mean, that, brilliant. That was, good, that was yeah. so funny. Then Eddie Hearn's tweet was great because I only got a semi on this time. That's improvement. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll tell you another fight I thought was uh, just what go on to um, talk about. Um, Ryan Welsh. Brilliant. The Maxi Hughes. And I mean, you know, for me, well, she jumped up a couple of weight divisions there, and he just didn't look. He looked too small, didn't he? He, looked, he just didn't look. Didn't look like compete on that, but you know, take nothing much from Max. He's a great fighter, but also, um, I think uh, Ryan Welsh had the best string walk I think I've seen for a long time. <laughs> so um, that was good. Well, they both had good ring walks, though, didn't they? Yeah, but baby, give it up is such a shame, isn't it? It is so, yeah. it's true. Um, I thought that was a really good fight, to be honest. It um, was a good fight. I just good. thought if it, you could tell he jumped up a couple of weights. Oh, yeah. You, you really could tell that. Um, and I think that's probably the main reason. It, I don't know. He was just getting... Maxie was moving well, great footwork, jabbing well. Walsh couldn't really get near him. Um, yeah, he's jumped up to two weight classes and he's giving it a go. But, um, yeah, he, just, he looked a bit lost at that weight. Not to be rude, but, yeah... Yes, it's a tough one, though, isn't it? Because, like, you know, if you're struggling making weight because you're too big for the division, then you step up <laughs> one or two weight categories. It's obviously them lighter weights. A weight category can be a difference of a couple of pounds sometimes. And then you're too small. Like, that's the that's thing, isn't it? You know, for a lot of people who may be listening who, like, don't really understand the weights and... You know, fight, fighters who are a bit naturally bigger will drop weight because after the win, they can rehydrate, can't they, and come in a lot bigger than their opponent um, in a weight category, which has its advantages and has its disadvantages. But, um, yeah, um, yeah, he, he didn't look right at that weight for me. No, I think... I think he's going to have to have a, a couple of fights, maybe... Behind closed doors. Now, when I say fights, I mean like tough sparring sessions where he's making weight for him. Or yeah. he's going to have to maybe go on a small little circuit just to try to find his feet again, find out, you know, what works for him. Because, What's the right weight for him? What, yeah, yeah, you're right. You know, doesn't have you're to, right, though. You know, it doesn't have to do that in front of people. He can, he can just have some tough fights behind closed doors that are just class of sparring sessions. It happens in boxing. Where you know fighters will, let's say Kel Brook, for instance, when he fought um, Amir Khan, he would have known he could make one four nine because he would have been making one four nine at some stage in his career and and having very very tough spars at that weight. It, it happens. I I think you know people take it for granted that these athletes just get on the scales and they're, they're on weight. They don't oh, realize... yeah, I mean, the, the weight cut's the worst part of it, isn't yeah. it, really? Look yeah, at, for a lot of fighters. Look at Josh Warrington, like, on the weekend, just gone. When he weighed in, he didn't look that bad, but he still looked fucking anorexic, do you know what I mean? Like, I mean, you know, look at the ones Conor McGregor when he was making one four oh, five. Uh, you know, and, and I mean, he just looked all... Yeah, he didn't look good. Yeah, you know, didn't look awful. But, um, yeah, you know, that's the, that's what, well, the big one was Masvidal, wasn't it? Didn't he lose, was it 20 pounds or something ridiculous in three days or something Madness. ridiculous like that? It's when he fought Usman the first time. And, um, you know, it, it gets to a point, doesn't it, where um, 
I know we're going off a bit of topic here, but it gets to the point where you kind of sit there and go like, these they shouldn't be allowed to cut weight that much. No, it's, it's dangerous, isn't it? Yeah, but, it's dangerous. Yeah, but I think the what... UFC. I think the UFC are more guilty of that than boxing. But yeah, they are, I believe. But I think that's why you know it's going to have to go behind closed doors and just figure it out himself. Sit down with his nutritionist and find out what weight works for him because you don't want to be doing that in front of the cameras every time. You know, trying to figure out your weight and losing because that's just. And that would just damage his career. Yeah, and I mean, it was convincing, wasn't it, from Maxi Hughes? It, it was... Yeah, it was... It's yeah. very convincing. And uh, there's another thing I want to touch on before we move on to what everyone's here for. The Probellum card that was on on the weekend as well. I didn't watch it. Neither did yeah. I. I didn't know where I could watch it until it was too late. Apparently, it's on Eurosports. Um, so I'll have to what number is that on the TV right? I don't know fucking like 7,000 or something probably but I just um, I look at the cards they've been putting on they've put on some good cards and by all accounts there was a bit of a shocker by Terry O'Connor on the scorecards I can't really comment on it because that's, um, not, that's not a surprise for any of our listeners. Yeah, uh, I can't really comment because I didn't watch the fight because by the time I found out where to watch it, it was too late. Um, which I mean, I, to sound, um, I mean to sound like one of these you know, idiots who hasn't watched the fight, the comments on it, but um, yeah, when you hear the name Dodgy Scorecard and Terry O'Connor kind of <laughs> hand in hand, don't they? I mean, yeah, there's a, reader, there's a yeah, reason you why know. it's known as Lord Voldemort in the boxing community. Yeah, exactly, yeah. But, yeah, I think um, I'm shocked that, you know, Sam Jones, you know, he's a promoter for Probellum. You know, he's been in the boxing game a while now, especially at the higher levels with Joe Joyce. And it's like, well, I follow Probellum on social media. How, how do I not know what channel their fights are on? If yeah, I don't good, know, if I don't know and you don't know, and we've got a boxing podcast. How's the general public supposed to know? Yeah, I mean, I did, I'm not going to lie, I didn't even realise it was on. Um, yeah, so that's not good, is it? No, it was in Newcastle, and by all accounts, uh, it was quite packed. Lewis Ritson came on, and it just everyone cleared out when Ritson came on. Really? Yeah. Apparently, yeah. And it wasn't that long ago, Ritson was filling out arenas in Newcastle. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And he was another one that seemed seemed to suffer at the weight and got beat, moved up in weight. And was oh, too yeah, small. I mean, the, oh, and then I was too Ritz, small. Yeah, I've often Ritz was a bit overpromoted, to be honest. But um, oh yeah, he was. Yeah, you know, he was. And all that. Yeah, um, but mm. no, nah, you know, Ritz had his day in the sun, as I say, isn't he? Yeah, but it's just when he was talking about you know the Maxi Hughes fight and looks like he's you know too small for the weight and that. Yeah. It just reminded me, you know, I was saying about sometimes moving up in weight because you think you're too big for it, then realise you're too small for the weight category above. And you don't want to do that in the limelight because that's what Lewis Ritson did. Yeah, you're right, yeah. And I mean, um, he, he got a couple of um, very favourable decisions, didn't uh, he? He did, yeah. Um, <clears throat> was Terry O'Connor not judging them fights? <laughs> well, probably, yeah. He's got all the dodgy ones, isn't he? Yeah, um, we should get on to the main event, shouldn't we? Um, yeah, we should do Headbutt Central. Yeah, I mean, look, Arthur Warren came out fantastic. It's and, so I, and, I, and, and I honestly think he probably would have won that fight either way. But what didn't help is leading with the head as usual, referees not picking up on it, referees picking up on it when Kiko Martinez done it. Kiko um, ended up with three cuts on his face. And yeah. not one of them was from a punch. Roger, and- so the, fir- the first one, sorry to interrupt you, though, but the first one, that kind of set the tone of the fight. You know, he's been, he's laid with the head as he did against Lara. He's cut Martinez. Martinez can't see shit. No, he, he can't. can't see anything. And that just, that's just ruined the fight. And, um, you know, look, Josh Warren's going to get found out. He came out, he'd done really well, and he looked really strong. But, yeah, you know, he's all about going to Las Vegas. That's all well and good. 
You're not going to have a referee letting your headbutt someone in Las Vegas. What I found hilarious as well, I think it was in the, was it like the second round? The ref started going, giving the head gesture to, to Martinez. Yeah, what well, the fuck's and that just, but, And again, you know, we talk about this every week, Luke. Well, I do. I mention every week how I think um, the UK is probably one of the most corrupt places for boxing. And, and again, that, you know, that referee on Saturday night was abysmal. Either way, I still think Warrington would have won. But he was abysmal, the referee. You get, Kiko didn't have a chance from the no, word go. It's very hard to win a fight when it's two against one, isn't it? But you know, I think in the previous podcast, you know, I, I don't want to say I got it spot on, but I did say it was be, wouldn't be easy for him. It would be tough night's work. Yeah, and but, you know, it, um, it, it wasn't, wasn't easy for him. He's left with a broken jaw. Yeah. But, you know, I, yeah, I, I thought Martin, it was a bit of an unfair advantage there. And, I mean, it's just not really been spoken about by anyone in the box. Yeah, anyone on his sort of terms, you know, promotion, they've not spoke about this at all. And that's bad. Someone at the zone needs to, you know, the commentators don't even pick up on it. You know, the, the, the pundits afterwards do not mention it. That he goes, that he leads with his head a lot. All right, there's a style of fighting, but there's that. There's a style of fighting. There's purposely headbutting people, which he's done for the past two fights. Um, and it, I don't know. I mean, well, let's let's yeah. face let's face it. Johnny Kebabfoot, his dad, you know, greases up his forehead, fucking, you know, because he knows that's what he's going to do. Uh, yeah, he basically dips his head in a tub of Vaseline and goes, "On you go, son." But that's, yeah, I mean, that's what, you know, I said beforehand that I've resubscribed to the zone, right? Had the zone before, and yeah, you get controversial things, but the commentators on there and the pundits just seem to, I don't know, just licking Josh Warrington's ass after that. And it's not all right, fair play, he's won, he was probably going to win anyway, but mention the fucking leading with the head. At least mention it. And they didn't. And it's shit, that's shit TV. No, like it happened in the Sean Porter fight ages ago because you know Porter likes to lean with his head, and you know he got got away with it that night as well. And I just think, well, I, I said on one of our first podcasts that I would never bet against Warrington, and then he obviously went and got beat by Lara. Um, that was our first podcast. It was, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. and um, uh, I I do rate Warrington. You know the the run he had, the the form he had, you know, beating the likes of you know Lee Selby, who fought on the Probellum card on the weekend and lost as well. Um, you know, Lee Selby seems to have, you know took a slide. His career was brilliant for years, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a good career. Yeah. And um, the Welsh Mayweather. Yeah, you know we uh, we saw him on a at the O2 a few times and. I actually like bringing this up now because you remember it was an AJ fight and uh, George Groves and Martin Murray was on the undercard. It wasn't a world title fight. Yep. And Lee Selby at the time was the IBF champion and he was on at like half seven. Yeah, early. I'm surprised we were there on time actually. <laughs> yeah. And I just think that's the belt that Josh was fighting for on the weekend against Kiko. And he's filling an arena in Leeds. Yeah. Um, yeah, but, but which thing, which thing, got, I mean, Martinez, that's him. That, he'd be done now, wouldn't he? You yeah, it's, got, support, it's but, got to um, be done. But, but um, well, where do you think? I mean, Warrington, I mean, where does he go? I mean, there's, 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 a, there's, lot, only, there's, there's a lot only of talk one fight. Well, Lee for Wood. me, for me, Lee Wood, but. So I'd, honestly, I just think we'd say obviously the same shit again. Warrington headbutting and he won't get pulled up on it. And I'm kind of like, I'm getting a bit bored of it now. Yeah. It's just dull to watch. Yeah, he's sat there screaming at the TV because the referee's not jumping in. It's... But the only way that fight happens with um, Josh against Leeward well, there's two ways it happens. Is if Lee Wood relinquishes his world title because the IBF don't class the WBA regular title as a, a real world title, so you can't have a unification fight. That's fucking laughable from the IBF, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, 
considering but, it's the RBF. Yeah, but the, uh, out of all of them, really, that the IBF are the ones that actually stick to their guns and they don't have bullshit belts, they don't have interim belts, they don't have regular and super sure, champions. Yeah. And if you don't fight your mandatory, they strip you. Just because it's not the WBC or the WBA, it's, it's you know, it's not like a premier belt, is it? But, mm. you know, I think, well, Leo Santa Cruz hasn't fought and defended his WBA super title in three years. Leo Santa Cruz. Yeah, he is the WBA super champion, right? Not so I remember him fighting was against Javonta Davis, right? Yeah. He's fought, yeah. he's fought at higher weight categories and lost. And it's like, well, just fucking make Lee Wood the super champion, man. Or bin the fucking super championship belt, bin the regular championship belt, and go, you're world champion like it used we, to be. We talk, about this, we, we talk about this every week, don't we? Um, you know, but we'd all be happy if they just had the ring magazine belt and that is it. Yeah, well, I would be and you would be. To me, whoever has the ring magazine belt is the world champion. And not yeah. because they don't just hand it out willy fucking nilly, you know. They, during that period where Fury was out, they wouldn't hand it out because he was a lineal champion. Yeah, because and I put it on the line when he was fighting again for a better title, and that's fair. That's how it should be. Yeah, but you know, you just think, well, you know, I'm, I'm, yeah, unless someone retires, I get that, but you know, yeah, you win, you win and lose it in the ring. But if if the WBA sorted their shit out. We could get, obviously it's selfish for us because we're British and uh, for us it would be wicked summer stadium filler. You know, it would fill the Leeds football stadium, wouldn't it? Lee Wood against Josh Warrington. It would be great. Yeah, I mean, for me, that would have to be a neutral venue, wouldn't it? Nah. It'd have really? To be, it'd have to be at Leeds, wouldn't it? Now, them Leeds fans are fucking mad. They're fucking wankers as well. But, um... <laughs> um... No, you know, um, no, that should be a neutral venue because I'm sure Lee Wood's got a huge following in Nottingham and he will after it's arse fight. Nottingham crowd come out as well as the Leeds crowd do. So let's have that in a neutral venue. Sheffield, that's in the middle. Barnsley. Bar- Barnsley. Yeah. <laughs> I just snorted then, sorry. Um, <laughs> I'm sure everyone would travel to Barnsley for it. <laughs> Where next, Skegness? That could be on. Oh, there. I fucking love Skeg Vegas, mate. It's great. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I agree with you. That's the thought I want to see next. Um, or even if you thought Conlon, I wouldn't be that annoyed. <laughs> you know, I think that'd be that quite would be a cracking fight, actually. Yeah, that'd be a really good fight because um, Conlon's a little nasty fucker. You wouldn't let him butt him. <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. Well, Conlon would um, butt him back. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, for me, that, uh, there's a lot of talk about Vegas, and I just don't. Oh, what's the point? Look, if he go, if he goes, fair play. You know, you can never. That's the dream for every fighter, isn't it? And if you can get it, even, whether you're in a big fight or not, it's like a crowd of him. I would have thought, um, and you know, it would be fun. But um, yeah, but it's who, not a fight who, people want to see, is it? Who's he going to fight in Vegas? Exactly. Yeah. Name me a big American featherweight. Like exactly. Who? Yeah. Unless one of them were going to drop down or come on, can't see that happening. Um, but yeah. Right. Let me have a look. Let me just Google this. So, right. Obviously, you can't you can't really talk about Leo Santa Cruz because he's gone up in weight. It's like, all right. Who like who would? I'm just trying to look at the, like the American top fifteen. Yes, yeah, that's, that's the thing though. Luke. They've all been talking about going out there on Sunday and today, but they've not mentioned a name. Oh, he wants a Vegas fight. Who again? Yeah, when Jim when Froch was going to go out there and fight um, Chavez Junior. Remember after he beat yeah he beat Groves at Wembley yeah never did, that made that made sense though that made sense yeah and Chavez Junior at the time was a big name and he I don't think he hadn't been beaten had he no but I'm I'm looking at you know like the top fifteen now right and honestly the only one that really really makes sense if he's going out to America like there's Gary Russell Junior like. Okay, like he's not. Is he a big sellout? Does he sell lots of tickets? Probably not. 
And the only one is Navaretti, but Navaretti batters him, and he's Mexican. Or, um, or get um, Boo Andre to drop do a ridiculous white cut. <laughs> well, I love Boo Boo. The zona dropping him, aren't they? Well, well Eddie, blame him. Eddie's dropping him. <laughs> well, yeah, just... not being read a bedtime story, isn't it? Yeah, I'm just looking now, and I think, well, I can't. I, honestly, I can't think of anyone. It just doesn't make sense, does it? No, just I'm, just, out there. I'm just looking for it all now, and obviously, you know, he's he's going to want a, a popular Mexican or a popular American. So, okay, well, Gonzalez, Gary Russell Jr. Rematch Lara. Rematch Lara in Vegas. That, but yeah, I don't, well, he, I, don't think, I don't think he's got a bottle to do that, to be honest. He don't want that smoke, does he? No, no. Fucking who does? Lara's a beast. Yeah. Um... But, yeah, the, like, the, biggest, the biggest fight out there for him, really, is Lee Wood. Yeah, and... Well, they even spoke before the fight, didn't they? In the tunnel. Yeah. Or in the back room. They were, you know, he said, get the result done tonight. And that looked like a deal set in stone. Yeah, you know, even like, I suppose you've got Gil. But... Yeah. They're saying that, Luke. Punch of the weekend. Um, it's got to be Will Smith, isn't it? Oh, mate. Or chin of the weekend goes to Chris Rock. I Honestly, I... I generally thought that was staged when you sent it to me because I was like, well, there's no way you get bitch slapped by someone like Will Smith and then to laugh it off seconds later. <laughs> I, got a really, I got a really good tweet actually from a um, guy at the school called Tom Howden. And he's, <laughs> let me find it. It's really funny. He literally tweeted me this about an hour ago. Um, he said, We've all seen Will Smith throw a punch while acting. If he can act it better than do it, I'm not sure what to think. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, this is good. Good little slap, wasn't it? Yeah, well, yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah it's a bit mad. Um, but yeah, overall, what do you think of the weekend of boxing? Then I thought, I thought it, was, it was all right. Do you know what? I, I enjoyed it. Apart I from, did enjoy it actually, yeah. Apart from Bet365 from Kiss My Ass. Oh, did you not get your money off him? No, Robin, bastards. Uh, here, uh, here at Haircuts and Uppercuts, we do not advise gambling. No, especially when your bet comes in and the fuckers don't pay out. It's designed for the house to win, Luke. It always has been. Yeah, well, fucking, I'll burn <laughs> their house down. So, for those of you that um, don't know, I put a bet on Warrington to win um, by stoppage. It won by stoppage. And they didn't pay me my £65. What was their reasoning? Oh, because it wasn't a knockout. It was a technical knockout. Oh, fair enough, yeah. So, I'm, yeah, I'm but stoppage, I, t- I screenshotted it. No, it's it's uh, KO or TKO. But, oh, no, he wasn't knocked out. Well, it's gone down on his record as a KO win, mate. So give me my fucking money. <laughs> yeah, yeah don't, don't bet people. It's not worth it. <laughs> no, bastards. But, yeah, um... Other than Bet365, had a good weekend. Yeah. <laughs> no, brilliant. Um, yeah, it's a good weekend of boxing, wasn't it? Um, lots of all to come up. What's the next big event? Ooh. I'm very busy for the next month or so, so I'm not... Um... Well, I suppose <laughs> we won't be watching any boxing next weekend, will we? No, we can, yeah, we're on a stag do, so we'll, um, we'll do a podcast on a review of the stag do. That's if the stag makes it back alive. That's yes, that is. Yeah, well, we should sign, we should sign him up for a what qualify. We should do well. He doesn't listen to the podcast because he doesn't like boxing, so uh, I'm safe to say this. So, his brother in law has ordered a ball and chain for him, right? Oh, sorry, and what hold on, let, let me bring it up. And he's also um ordered a costume for the night out. What is it? He hasn't he hasn't sent me the picture of it, but he's ordered him a ball and chain and uh some little kinky sex costume for him to wear on a night out. Nice one. Right. So next week, tune in and find out if our friend Adam made it home alive. Yes. 
I'll see you next week, mate. Right. See you next week, Rob. Cheers, bye. bye. Welcome back to the Haircuts and Uppercuts podcast and me and Robbie Rob. How you doing, Rob? Yeah, all good, you? Yeah, man, all good. There are loads and loads of boxing on the weekend. Obviously, we'd love to be able to watch three fight cards at once, but it's it's impossible. And uh, it really, really annoys me when it happens, when they all clash. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, I, I, I knew Deep Card I wanted to watch. That was on the zone. Um, I even resubscribed to it. <laughs> but yeah, um, no, it was an okay card. It was an okay card. Yeah, it, uh, the Sky card was good as well. I was watching bits of it. Like, you now I've got Sky Go on my phone, DAZN on my TV, and, you know, trying to back and forth, back and forth. But, yeah, it's just annoying when the broadcasters clash. And I don't, what they're playing at, man. Like, it's annoying. No one wins today. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I mean, you know, maybe we work at different weekends, but there's so much boxing on the moment, isn't there? Yeah. So um, they, they are trying to cram it all in, which means you have to you have to miss a cut or miss certain parts, aren't you? Yeah, and ch- you know, Channel Five uh, now signed up a deal with Wasserman, which uh, Wasserman was originally with Sky, put like one or two fight cards on, and decided to go with Channel Five, which I think is brilliant. Yeah, we covered that last week, didn't we? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's brilliant for brilliant for the um, brilliant for not to say casual, but for you know, people who don't have access. You know, I'm seeing these hard economic times for everyone. Yeah, free bit of boxing, kind oh, it's of. It's a bit of exposure, great. isn't it? Yeah. So it's really good. And for and people it, who may want to watch it and don't want to pay their subscription, which I completely understand, this would be great. So, yeah, let's uh, let's crack on about uh, the zone card then. So yeah. Australia's got its first female world champion. Yeah, I mean, I thought she performed well. Um, I thought she looked brilliant. Yeah, she did. Yeah, she did. The way she... Because in the middle of the fight, I thought she punched herself out. And, um, I did and she well. co- And she coped with that really well. Um, that's probably kudos to um, Mark Tibbs, Mark isn't Tibbs. it? You know, she's got a quality trainer behind her now. Um but yeah, um, you know, let's not forget when she was fighting was quite old. But um, you know, nothing to take away from her. Um, I still, I, I, you know, my view on the women's boxing, I still want to see. I'm not really going to take it serious until Rachel Bull has a world title fight. But saying that, she needs to get back in the ring at some point as well. Yeah, so I agree with you. And Rachel Bull does need to get a world title fight, and I think she is. One of the slept-on fighters, you know, she's had COVID, suffered from long COVID, had injuries. You know, she's had a bit of a crap run of events, really. But uh, fingers with Ebony Bridges, uh, you say that the, you know, the woman she was fighting was a bit old. She is thirty-five herself, Ebony Bridges. Yeah, true. She went in there against the longest-running uh, world champion in any weight category in the female divisions. So yeah, she went up against a, a very seasoned campaigner. Yeah. And I I thought that, let's face it, the first time we saw Ebony Bridges on our screen, she was just a bit of a big boot brawler. It was... Yeah, yeah she, I mean... She yeah, had I've, art. Only, look, I've, I've only really watched a fight of Shannon Courtney in that last fight. I've not watched a lot else um, because she didn't have a lot of fights before that, really, did she? No, um, she was nothing on our TV. I think she had been professional for that. Take out the pandemic, she's probably only been professional for about three years, right? Yeah, and I, you know, I could see massive improvements in the Mark Tibbs, and I think you know, fair play to her. She looked like she could box, she could brawl, she could fight, and that that was only one training camp with Mark Tibbs. So fair play to her. Yeah, Mark Tibbs. Is Tibbs. Yeah, I mean, Mark Tibbs is proven, isn't he, at that level with um with fighters, as in Billy Joe's. Billy Joe's still in the stable for a very long time. Um, Mark Tibbs, great trainer, though, fantastic trainer. Um, yeah. And yeah, kind of, you look off, you look at the, the changes and the improvements, and you really turn around and go, well done, Mark Tibbs, didn't you? Because it, um, it taught her out a jab. Taught her out yeah, jab. definitely. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, it was, it, I, I thought it was quite a convincing win by the end of it. But it's just the middle rounds that, for me, that really showed where she's matured as a fighter because in the Courtney fight, 
that's where she got cut and that's where she kind of was losing rounds and yeah she changed that she changed the game fair play to her and she's got a world title the second Australian champion now right current champion yeah obviously um, Cambosis there's Cambosis but she is the first um, female world champion in boxing yeah. which that's mad she'll go down in the history books yeah, you would have thought so. Um, but it's weird, though. I mean, because I think she'll end up fighting out of the UK and out of Leeds. Oh, yeah, she's basically... You know, I mean... Her, the, basically a Leeds girl now, isn't she? Yeah, she's going to make... No offence for showing it, but she's going to make her money here. Um, oh, of course and she, I think she And I think she's got a bigger following in her. And I just think that in general, because boxing's got a bigger following in the UK and it has in Australia in general... But, um, you know, she's going to do... Well, she's doing a smart thing by grabbing that opportunity with both hands. Oh, of course, she's, she's come over here. She's She knows how to work the camera, doesn't she? She knows how to sell herself. And Yeah. It, it was quite funny in a way, wasn't it, when she brought out a pair of sunglasses for Eddie Hearn? Oh, that was I mean, that, brilliant. That was, good, that was yeah. so funny. Then Eddie Hearn's tweet was great, because I only got a semi on this time. That's improvement. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, um, I'll tell you another fight I thought was uh, just what go on to in, um, talk about. Um, Ryan Welsh, brilliant, the Maxi Hughes. And I mean, you know, for me, what Welsh had jumped up a couple of weight divisions there, and he just didn't look, he looked too small, didn't he? He, looked, he just didn't look, didn't look like compete at that bit, you know, take nothing away from Maxi Hughes, he's a great fighter, but also, um, I think. Uh, Ryan Welsh had the best string walk I think I've seen for a long time. <laughs> so um, that was good. Well, they both had good ring walks, though, didn't they? Yeah, but baby giving it up is such a shame, isn't it? It's is, so, it yeah. is true. Um, I thought that was a really good fight, to be honest. It um, was a good fight. I just good. thought if it, you, you could tell he jumped up a couple of weights. Oh, yeah. You, you really could tell that. Um, and I think that's probably the main reason. It, I don't know. He was just getting. Maxie's was moving well, great footwork, jabbing well. Walsh couldn't really get near him. Um, yeah, he's jumped up to two weight classes and he's given it a go. But um, yeah, he just he looked a bit lost at that weight. Not to be rude, but yeah. Yes, it's a tough one though, isn't it? Because like, you know, if you're struggling making weight because you're too big for the division, then you step <laughs> up one or two weight categories. It's obviously them lighter weights. A weight category can be a difference of a couple of pounds sometimes. And then you're too small. Like, that's the a, that's a thing, isn't it? You know, for a lot of people who may be listening who like, don't really understand the weights and you know, fight, fighters who are like, a bit naturally bigger will drop weight because after the weigh they can rehydrate, can't they, and come in a lot bigger than their opponent um, in a weight category, which has its advantages and has its disadvantages. But, um, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, he, did, he didn't look right at that weight for me. No, I think I think he's going to have to have a, a couple of fights maybe behind closed doors. Now, when I say fights, I mean like tough sparring sessions where he's making weight for them. Or yeah. he's going to have to maybe go on a small little circuit just to try to find his feet again, find out you know what works for him. Because, What's the right weight for him? What, yeah. yeah, you're right. Yeah, it doesn't I think have you're to, right, though. You know, doesn't have to do that in front of people. He can, he can just have some tough fights behind closed doors that are just class of sparring sessions. It happens in boxing where you know fighters will, let's say, Kel Brook, for instance, when he fought um, Amir Khan, he would have known he could make one four nine because he would have been making one four nine at some stage in his career and. And having very very tough spars at that weight, it, it happens. I, I think you know people take it for granted that these athletes just get on the scales and they're they're on weight. They don't. Oh realize... yeah, I mean the, the weight cut's the worst part of it. Isn't yeah, it, really. Yeah, look for at, a lot of fighters. Look at Josh Warrington. Like on the weekend, just gone. When he weighed in, he didn't look that bad, but he still looked. Fucking anorexic, do you know what I mean? Like, I mean, then, you know, look at the ones of Conor McGregor when he was making one four oh, five, uh, you know, and, and I mean, skeleton. he just looked all yeah, he didn't look good, yeah, he didn't look awful, but um, 
Yeah, you know, that's, that's what, well, the big one was Masvidal, wasn't it? Didn't he lose, was it 20 pounds or something ridiculous in three days or something Madness. ridiculous like that? It's when he fought Usman the first time. And, um, you know, it, it gets to a point, doesn't it, where, um, I know we're going off a bit of topic here, but it gets to a point where you kind of sit there and go like, these, they shouldn't be allowed to cut weight that much. No, it's, it's dangerous, isn't it? Yeah, it but, is dangerous. Yeah, I think the UFC. I think the UFC are more guilty of that than boxing. Yeah, they are, I believe. But I think that's why you know it's going to have to go behind closed doors and just figure it out himself. Sit down with his nutritionist and find out what weight works for him because you don't want to be doing that in front of the cameras every time. You know, trying to figure out your weight and losing because that's just. That would just damage his career. Yeah, and I mean, it was convincing, wasn't it, from Maxi Hughes? It, it was. Yeah, it was it's yeah. very convincing. And uh, there's another thing I want to touch on before we move on to what everyone's here for the Probellum card that was on on the weekend as well. I didn't watch it. Neither did yeah. I. I didn't know where I could watch it until it was too late. Apparently, it's on Eurosports. Um, so I'll have to what number is that on the TV right I don't know fucking like 7,000 or something probably but I just um, I look at the cards they've been putting on they're putting on some good cards and by all accounts there was a bit of a shocker by Terry O'Connor on the scorecards I can't really comment on it because that's, um, not, that's not a surprise for any of our listeners. Yeah, uh, I can't really comment on it because I didn't watch the fight because by the time I found out where to watch it, it was too late. Um, which I, I mean to sound um I mean to sound like one of these you know idiots who hasn't watched a fight the comments on it, but um yeah, when you hear the name dodgy scorecard and Terry O'Connor they kind of fit <laughs> hand in hand, don't they? I mean Yeah, there's a reason there's a yeah, reason you why know. it's known as Lord Voldemort in the boxing community. Yeah, exactly, yeah. But, yeah, I think um, I'm shocked that, you know, Sam Jones, you know, he's a promoter for Probellum. You know, he's been in the boxing game a while now, especially at the higher levels with Joe Joyce. And it's like, well, I follow Probellum on social media. How, how do I not know what channel their fights are on? If yeah, I don't good, know, if I don't know and you don't know, and we've got a boxing podcast. How's the general public supposed to know? Yeah, I mean, I did, I'm not gonna lie, I didn't even realise it was on. Um, yeah, so that's not good, is it? No, it was in Newcastle, and by all accounts, uh, it was quite packed. Lewis Ritson came on, and it just everyone cleared out when Ritson came on. Really? Yeah. Apparently, yeah. And it wasn't that long ago, Ritson was filling out arenas in Newcastle. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And he was another one that seemed seemed to suffer at the weight and got beat, moved up in weight. And was oh, too yeah, small. I mean, the, oh, and then was too Ritz, small. Yeah, I thought Ritz was a bit overpromoted, to be honest. But um, oh yeah, he was. Yeah, he was you know, he was and all that. Yeah, um, but mm. no, nah, you know, Ritson's had his day in the sun, as I say, isn't he? Yeah, but it's just when he was talking about you know the Maxi Hughes fight and looks like he's you know too small for the weight and that. Yeah. It just reminded me, you know, I was saying about sometimes moving up in weight because you think you're too big for it, then realise you're too small for the weight category above. And you don't want to do that in the limelight because that's what Lewis Ritson did. Yeah, you're right, yeah. I mean, um, he, he got a couple of um, very favourable decisions, didn't uh, he? He did, yeah. Um, <clears throat> was Terry O'Connor not judging them fights? <laughs> well, probably, yeah. He's got all the dodgy ones, isn't he? Yeah, um, no. We should get on to the main event, shouldn't we? Um, yeah, we should do Headbutt Central. Yeah, I mean, look, I thought Warren came out fantastic. It's and, so I, and, I, and, and I honestly think he probably would have won that fight either way. But what didn't help is lead him with the head as usual. Referee's not picking up on it. Referee's picking up on it when Kiko Martinez done it. Kiko um, ended up with three cuts on his face. And yeah. not one of them was from a punch. Roger, and- so the, fir- the first one, sorry to interrupt you, though, but the first one, that kind of set the tone of the fight. You know, he's been, he's led with the head as he did against Lara. 
he's cut Martinez. Martinez can't see shit. No, he, he can't. can't see anything. And that just that's just ruined the fight. And um, you know, look, Josh Warren's gonna get found out. He came out, he done really well and he looked really strong. But you know, he's all about going to Las Vegas. That's all well and good. You're not gonna have a referee letting your headbutt someone in Las Vegas. What I found hilarious as well, I think it was in the was it like the second round? The ref started going, giving the head gesture to, to Martinez. Nico, yeah, what the fuck's and that he about? Just, but, and again, you know, we talk about this every week, Luke. Well, I do. I mention every week how I think um, the UK is probably one of the most corrupt places for boxing. And and again, that you know, that referee on Saturday night was abysmal. Either way, I still think Warrington would have won. But he was abysmal, the referee. You get, Kiko didn't have a chance. From the no, go. it's very hard to win a fight when it's two against one, isn't it? But... I think in the previous podcast, you know, I, I don't want to say I got it spot on, but I did say it was be it wouldn't be easy for him. It would be tough night's work. Yeah, and but you know, it, um, it, it wasn't, wasn't easy for him. He's left for a broken jaw. Yeah, but you know, I, yeah, I, I thought it was a bit of an unfair advantage. Yeah. And I mean. It's just not really been spoken about by anyone in the box. Yeah, anyone on his sort of terms, you know, promotion, they've not spoke about this at all. And that's bad. Someone at the zone needs to, you know, the commentators don't even pick up on it. You know, the the, the pundits afterwards do not mention it, that he goes, that he leads with his head a lot. All right, there's a style of fighting, but there's that. There's a style of fighting, there's purposely headbutting people, which he's done for the past two fights. Um and it, no, I don't know. I mean, well, let's let's yeah. face let's face it. Johnny Kebabfoot, his dad, you know, greases up his forehead, fucking, you know, because he knows that's what he's gonna do. Uh, yeah, he basically dips his head in a tub of Vaseline and goes, "On you go, son." But that's yeah. I mean, that's what you know. I said beforehand that I've um, resubscribed to the zone, right? Had the zone before. Yeah, you get controversial things, but the commentators on there and the pundits just seem to. They're just licking Josh Warrington's ass after that. And it's not all right, fair play, he's won. He was probably going to win anyway. But mention the fucking leading with the head. At least mention it. And they didn't. And it's shit. That's shit TV. No, it happened in the Sean Porter fight ages ago because, you know, Porter likes to lean with his head and, you know, he got, got away with it that night as well. And I just think, well... I said on one of our first podcasts that I would never bet against Warrington, and then he obviously went and got beat by Lara. Um, that was our first podcast. It was, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. and um, uh, I, I do rate Warrington. You know, the, the run he had, the, the form he had, you know, beating the likes of, you know, Lee Selby, who fought on the Probellum card on the weekend and lost as well. Um you know, Lee Selby seems to have, you know, took a slide. His career was brilliant for years, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a good career, yeah. And, um... The Welsh me with her. Yeah, you know, we uh, we saw him on a, at the O2 a few times, and yeah, I yeah, actually, yeah. like, bringing this up now, because you remember it was the AJ fight, and uh, George Groves and Martin Murray was on the undercard. It wasn't a world title fight. Yep. And Lee Selby at the time was the IBF champion. And he was on at like half seven. Yeah, early. I'm surprised we were there on time, actually. <laughs> yeah. And I just think that's the belt that Josh was fighting for in the weekend against Kiko. And he's filling an arena in Leeds. Yeah. Um, yeah, but which thing, which thing, I mean, Martinez, that's him. That you'd be done now, wouldn't you? Yeah, it's got, but, it's um, got to be done. But but um, well, where do you think? I mean, Warrington. I mean, where does he go? I mean, there's, there's, there's a lot. Only, there's there's a lot only of one fight. Well, Lee for Wood. me, for me, Lee Wood. But so I'd, honestly, I just think we'd turn almost the same shit again. Warrington head button and he won't get pulled up on it. And I'm kind of like, I'm getting a bit bored of it now. Yeah. It's just dull to watch. Yeah, he sat there screaming at the TV because the referee's not jumping in. It's... But the only way that fight happens with um, Josh against Leeward 
well, there's two ways it happens. Is if Lee Wood relinquishes his world title because the IVF don't class the WBA regular title as a, a real world title, so you can't have a unification fight. That's fucking laughable from the IVF, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Considering but, it's the RBF. Yeah, but the, uh, out of all of them, really, the, the IBF are the ones that actually stick to their guns and they don't have bullshit belts, they don't have interim belts, they don't have regular and super sure, champions. Yeah. And if you don't fight your manager, they strip you. Just because it's not the WBC or the WBA, it's, it's, you know, it's not like a premier belt, is it? But, mm. you know, I think, well... Leo Santa Cruz hasn't fought and defended his WBA super title in three years. Leo Santa Cruz. Yeah, he is a WBA super champion, right? Ross Moore, remember him fighting, was against Javonta Davis, right? Yeah. He's fought fought at high weight categories and lost. And it's like, well, just fucking make Lee Wood the super champion, man. Or bin the fucking super championship belt, bin the regular championship belt, and go, you're world champion like it used we, to be. We talk, about this, we, t- we talk about this every week, don't we? Um, you know, but we'd all be happy if they just had the ring magazine belt, and that is it. Yeah, well, I would be, and you would be. To me, whoever has the ring magazine belt is the world champion. And not yeah. because they don't just hand it out willy fucking nilly. You know, they, during that period where Fury was out of the ring, they wouldn't hand it out because he was a lineal champion. Yeah, because and he, I put it on the line when he was fighting again for a title, and that's fair. That's how it should be. Yeah, but you know, I just think, well, you know, I'm, I'm, yeah, unless someone retires, I get that. But you know, yeah, you win, you win and lose it in the ring. But if if the WBA sorted their shit out, we could get. Obviously, it's selfish for us because we're British, and for us, it'd be wicked summer stadium filler. You know, it would fill the Leeds football stadium, wouldn't it? Lee Wood against Josh Warrington. It'd be great. Yeah, I mean, for me, that'd have to be a neutral venue, wouldn't it? Nah. It'd have really? To be, it'd have to be at Leeds, wouldn't it? Uh, them Leeds fans are fucking mad. They're fucking wankers as well. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, you know, um, no, that should be a neutral venue because I'm sure Lee Wood's got a huge following in Nottingham. He will after it's arse fight. Nottingham crowd come out as well as the Leeds crowd do. So let's have that in a neutral venue. Sheffield, that's in the middle. Barnsley. Bar- Barnsley, yeah. <laughs> oh, I just snorted then, sorry. Um, <laughs> I'm sure everyone would travel to Barnsley for it. <laughs> Where next? Skegness? That could be on oh, there. I fucking love Skeg Vegas, mate. It's great. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I agree with you. That's the thought I want to see next. Um, or even if you fought Conlon, I wouldn't be that annoyed. <laughs> you know, I don't think that'd that would be a cracking fight, actually. Yeah, that would be a really good fight, because um, Conlon's a little nasty fucker. He wouldn't let him headbutt him. <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. Conlon would headbutt him back. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, for me, that, uh, there's a lot of talk about Vegas, and I just don't... Oh, what's the point? Look, if he goes, go, you know, it's fair play. You know, you can never... That's the dream for every fighter, isn't it? And if you can get it, whether you're in a big fight or not. It's like a crowd of him, I would have thought. Um, and, you know, it would be fun. But, um, yeah, but it's who, not a fight who, people want to see, is it? Who's he going to fight in Vegas? Exactly. Name, yeah. name me a big American featherweight. Like, exactly. Who? Yeah. Unless one of them were going to drop down. Or, come on, I can't see that happening. Um, but, yeah. Right. Let me have a look. Let me just Google this. So, right. Obviously, you can't you can't really talk about Leo Santa Cruz because he's gone up in weight. And it's like, all right, who like who would? I'm just trying to look at the, like the American top fifteen. Yes, that's, that's the thing though. Luke. They've all been talking about going out there on Sunday and today, but they've not mentioned a name. Oh, he wants a Vegas fight. Who again? Yeah, when Jim when Froch was going to go out there and fight um, Chavez Jr. Do you remember after he beat yeah he beat Groves at Wembley. Yeah, never. And that, that made that made sense though. That made sense. Yeah, and Chavez Jr. at the time was a big name, and he hadn't, I don't think he hadn't been beaten, had he? No, but I'm I'm looking at you know like the top fifteen now, right? And honestly, the only 
one that really, really makes sense if he's going out to America. Like there's Gary Russell Jr. Like okay, like he's not. Is he a big sellout? Does he sell lots of tickets? Probably not. And the only one is Navarrete, but Navarrete batters him, and he's Mexican. Or get um, Boo Boo Andre to drop do a ridiculous white cut. <laughs> well, I love Boo Boo. The zona dropping him, aren't they? Well, well, Eddie, blame him. Eddie's dropping him. Watching him read being read a bedtime story, isn't it? Yeah, I'm just looking now, and I think, well, I can't. I, honestly, I can't think of anyone. It just doesn't make sense, does it? No, just just, out there. I'm just looking for it all now, and. Obviously, you know, he's, he's going to want a, a popular Mexican or a popular American. So, okay, well, Gonzalez, Gary Russell Jr. Rematch Laura. Rematch Laura, I guess. Yeah, but I, don't think, well, I, don't think, I don't think he's got a bottle to do that, don't to be want, honest. He don't want that smoke, does he? No, no. Fucking who does? Laura's a beast. Yeah. Um... But, yeah, the, like, the biggest... The biggest fight out there for him, really, is Lee Wood. Yeah, and well, they even spoke before the fight, didn't they? In the tunnel. Yeah. Or in the back room, you know. He said, get the result done tonight, and that looked like a deal set in stone. Yeah, you know, even like, I suppose you've got Gil, got, but... Yeah. They're saying that, Luke. Punch of the weekend. Um it's got to be Will Smith, isn't it? Oh, mate. Or chin of the weekend goes to Chris Rock. I Honestly, I, I generally thought that was staged when he sent it to me. Because I was like, well, there's no way you get bitch slapped by someone like Will Smith and then just laugh it off seconds later. <laughs> <laughs> I've, got re- I've got a really good tweet, actually, from a um, guy I went to school called Tom Howden. And he's... <laughs> let, me, let me find it. It's really funny. He literally tweeted me this about an hour ago. Um he said, we've all seen Will Smith throw a punch while acting. If he can act it better than do it, I'm not sure what to think. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, this is good. Good little slap, wasn't it? Yeah, well, yeah, it was, yeah. Yeah, it was a bit mad. Um, but yeah, overall, what do you think of the weekend of boxing? Then? I, thought, I thought it was, was alright. Do you know what? I, I enjoyed it. Apart I from, did enjoy it, actually, yeah. Apart from Bet365 can kiss my ass. Oh, did you not get your money off him? No, Robin, bastards. Uh, here, uh, here at Haircuts and Uppercuts, we do not advise gambling. No, especially when your bet comes in and the fuckers don't pay out. It's designed for the house to win, Luke. It always has been. Yeah, well, fucking, I'll burn <laughs> their house down. So, for those of you that um, don't know, I put a bet on Warrington to win. Um by stoppage, he won by stoppage, and they didn't pay me my sixty-five pound. What was that reasoning? Oh, because it wasn't a knockout; it was a technical knockout. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. So, I'm, yeah, I'm kidding. but stoppage. I, t- I screenshotted it. No, it's it's a KO or TKO. But oh no, he wasn't knocked out. Well, it's gone down on his record as a KO win, mate. So give me my fucking money. <laughs> yeah, yeah don't, don't bet people. It's not worth it. <laughs> no, bastards. But yeah, um, other than Bet365, I had a good weekend. <laughs> yeah. No, brilliant. Um, yeah, it's a good weekend of boxing, weren't it? Um, lots of all to come up. What's the next big event? Ooh. I'm very busy for the next month or so, so I'm not... Um... Well, I suppose we won't be watching any boxing next weekend, will we? No, we can. Yeah, we're on a stag do, so we'll um, we'll do a podcast on a review of the stag do. That's if the stag makes it back alive. That's yes, that is yeah. Well, we should sign, we should sign him up for a what qualifier? <laughs> we should do well. He doesn't listen to the podcast because he doesn't like boxing, so uh, I'm safe to say this. So his brother-in-law has ordered a ball and chain for him. Right. Oh, sorry. And what? Hold on. Let, let me bring it up. And he's also um, ordered a costume for the night out. What is it? He hasn't. 
he hasn't sent me the picture of it, but he's ordered him a ball and chain and uh, some little kinky sex costume for him to wear on a night out. Nice one. Right. So next week, tune in and find out if our friend Adam made it home alive. Yes. <laughs> I'll see you next week, mate. Right. See you next week, Rob. Cheers. Bye. Bye.